This morning is Exodus chapter number 2, verse 1 through 10. When you get it, say amen. 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 It's, a, it's a beginning of the Bible. It's pretty, pretty easy to find. And there went out a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. I've always wondered, what is a goodly child? I hope that's what my mama said when she seen me too. <laughs> Verse number three. <laughs> and when she could not longer hide him, she took for him the ark of bulrushes and dabbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and, and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she called his name Moses, and she said, because I drew him out of the water. Praise the Lord. You may be seated this morning. The title of our lesson today is a unique title. Um, the title is Slaves Can Be Delivered. Slaves Can Be Delivered. Um, truth about God is God circumvents efforts that seek to keep us enslaved he has a he has a uncanny way of going around things that would love to entrap us uh, the truth for my life says i will act on god's provision of deliverance amen we in, in my lesson in this uh, the teacher's manual it gives an overview of this series today we're starting a new a new series uh, i guess it's the winter or fall i guess it's be fall the fall series and I, 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 I want to read it this morning. It's an interesting kind of, maybe it's an uh, appetizer to watch to come. It says the series, the, the God of Deliverance, will follow the Israelites on their journey out of slavery into Egypt to, build, to the building of the tabernacle in the wilderness. We will watch as Moses grows up in the palace of Pharaoh and have a close-up view of the plagues that ultimately led the Israelites' freedom. We will follow them through the Red Sea to the mount where they received the commandments, and we will end up watching the glory of the Lord fill the tabernacle. This series will show us a God who delivers and allows each of us to experience that deliverance in our own lives. Amen. So we're in for some good stuff throughout this series, uh, watching through the Bible what the Lord has done 
This is not something that most of y'all are not familiar with, but it's good to take another look. As I, as I go through the lesson, I have, a, I have something I want you to do. I want you to try to tally up in your mind how many times I say or read or talk about deliverance. Deliver, deliverance, deliver, deliverer, something to do with deliver. You, you keep a count. I, I, that's uh, intriguing to Sister Gates and my mama, I know. I remember my wife, not my mom. Uh, I know today they like to count this kind of stuff. I was reading and underlining in my, in my Bible or in this lesson, and it is talks about deliver or deliverance a lot. And that's the basis of our series. So we get the, we get the fundamentals right, we can go forward there. The children of Israel were in a position they never saw coming. It happened slowly over time as evil forces exerted more and more in their lives. Through time and circumstance, the enemy slowly took away their rights. By the time the Israelites realized what had happened to them, they were entrenched in bondage and hope seemed a million miles away. Through time and and circumstance, the enemy slowly took away their rights. These events are a perfect example of how Satan draws many people into spiritual slavery, and especially how believers can backslide. The devil tries to chip away at our conscience and eliminate small disciplines in our life. We begin to think, maybe this aspect of godly living isn't important, or this small sin surely won't hurt me that badly after all. It's not as bad as those other sins. Eventually, through gradual regression, the devil can put us back into the same slavery from which God delivered us. Amen. Time and circumstance. Does anyone ever have enough time? And does you seem like you're always having some sort of circumstance. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. The one thing I know is the Lord one day set me free. And he gave me that special gift of the Holy Ghost. And he allowed me to walk in freedom. When I repented of my sins, there was some freedom happened. And when I went down in that watery grave, some sins went away. And all oh, what freedom. And when he gave me that gift, all everything else was outside. And I had put him in the driver's seat, the number one spot. And what joy and freedom that I had found that day. But I don't like learning the same lesson twice. But Brother Jace... So many times in my life, I had to go back to the, to the beginning. I had to start back over, and I had to repent of my sins, and I had to humble myself before the Lord, and I had to push through all the stuff and make sure, put the Lord back in the same place, and Lord, refill me with your gift today. Amen. Because I had to learn the lesson again, because time and circumstance, some way or another, trap me again. Over in the corner of our lesson is something that I, I want to read and just to think about. What are your spiritual thermometers in your life that help indicate that the spiritual atmosphere that you are in? 
do you have a trigger that says, I'm not where I should be? Or I'm doing pretty good. I do this in life. No one would ever think this, but there are times that I can be temperamental. (laughs) Uh, And I can get a little frustrated. And I have set for me some things in in my mind. When I am getting to that place, I know it. I I have a habit. If I'm wearing a, a cap, I'll pull my cap off and I'll rub the back of my head. That's my, me peeking that I'm pretty frustrated about something. My wife is shaking her head. So she knows that she's seen me do that before. But I recognize that through life. And when I do that, that's a trigger to myself to say, all right, Justin, time to back up and calm down, refocus, make sure you're being a Christian today. Let's think about what we're doing. That's my trigger to say, hmm, it's getting a little out of control. I need to control this. I need to, I need to turn the knob down, not up. It's wanting to go up by itself. What are our spiritual triggers to know when we're where we're supposed to be or when we're not where we're supposed to be? Do we have that same intuition, that same thought process? Man, I'm not not as close as I want to be today. What is that? I I don't know. Everybody has something different. and I, I, I like that emotional response that I get when I talk to the Lord. And I, I can immediately feel the Lord. But there's sometimes the Lord pulls away from me. And I go through that test and that trial and that dry spot. And I can feel myself triggered. Like something's wrong. Something's different. The Lord feels distant. And I, I need to do something different. I, I need to calm down or I need to ramp it up or I need to spend more time or... Whatever. We all need that trigger to know. Man, I want to know that me and him are good. I, I know with, my, with, with Sister Misty, I can come home and I can, within a few minutes, I know that her days went well or not. I, more likely, I can tell on the telephone on the, on, when I'm coming. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to get home and I'm going to come in easy today. <laughs> Uh, 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 I ain't the only one, but I might be the only one that admit it. (laughs) The boys have been whatever, or I forgot to do something, or whatever. I I need to come in, and and I I caught the the hint. Uh, I want to catch the Lord's hint. How, How about in verses what I need from the Lord? I wonder what he needs from me. Amen. God, what do you need from me today? What can I do for you? You've done so much for me. Amen. Amen. Spiritual triggers. The Egyptians had not always oppressed the Hebrews. In fact, Joseph once held a position of authority in their government, and he was second only to Pharaoh himself. However, governments may forget their history. The Egyptians did not remember God's miraculous provisions through Joseph's supernatural ability to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. As Christians, we must not forget the blessings God has poured out on us in the past. When seasoned Christians fall into sin, it is mainly because they have forgotten. 
or discounted the many miracles and blessings God had given them in the past. How can someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized in Jesus' name backslide? You ever, you ever ask yourself that? Man, how did that happen? How did I get here? The answer is simple. By slowly and gradually forgetting over time. Slowly and gradually forgetting over time. There's a, there's a, there's a, a, a man at work. His name is Tommy Taylor. We do, we do Wednesday devotional. And he is our senior supervisor, and we get to talking sometimes in our devotion, and he, he talks about his mother. And he said, my mama had a diary. Every day she wrote down what the Lord did for her that day so she wouldn't forget. And I thought about that many times. Man, that's one more way to remember. Just write it down. Let me think about what you've done for me, Lord, and I want to write that down. Because I don't want to forget, because when I forget, I find myself without a trigger, and I find myself erring away from where I'm supposed to be. Lord, help me not to forget. I find myself in situations sometimes, I start trying to remember. Lord, this mountain seems high. But I remember a time that you did X, Y, and Z for me. Or I remember a time where you did something for Sister Krista or whatever. That's what's beautiful about a testimony. We get, to, we get to all hear what the Lord did for you. Amen. Amen. It encourages us and that builds that faith so we don't forget. Amen. Few, if any of us, have experienced literal slavery. Thank the Lord. But many of us have experienced spiritual, emotional, or psychological slavery. Spiritual, emotional, or psychological slavery. Many have experienced trauma either by circumstances of life or by the wickedness of humanity that has left them tortured by doubt and fear. Others have committed such great sin that has left them overwhelmed by guilt and self-condemnation. However, no matter the size or cause of the spiritual bondage, our God can deliver you. There are probably many testimonies in the very room of God's miraculous deliverance for a wide variety of situations. The same God who delivered the Israelites and who delivered our elders and leaders can deliver us as well amen his arm is not short his ear is not deaf he knows where we're at and if he delivered someone else if he delivered one of the elders if he delivered Moses he can deliver me we were we were talking me and brother Moses were talking this morning uh, about getting younger and as we get younger we hurt more and our strength wanes, but his strength does not wane. Oh, hallelujah. It's hard for me to conceptualize that sometimes. And I look at the Lord through my pitiful human lens, and I think of the Lord as, as a man. But he's much more than that. Uh, 
He don't run out. He don't give up. He don't give in. He don't quit. His strength is forever perfect. Amen. Amen. He's the deliverer. Deliver, the word means to set free. To deliver, to set free. After Moses' providential protection in the river as a baby, he grew up and fled from the household of Pharaoh after killing an Egyptian. Moses then lived in Media, where he received his formal calling to deliver the Hebrews from the slavery, to set them free. He returned to Egypt where the miraculous work of God delivered the Hebrews from their bondage through ten supernatural plagues. It's amazing what the Lord will go through. The creativity of our Lord to deliver us from whatever holds us captive. There's many stories in history, and I can think of my own stories of why the Lord chose that away, I don't know. But I'm sure glad he did, and I'm glad he delivered me. After the Hebrews were delivered, God gave them the law, a series of commandments for them to do and to follow. This was not just because of God wanted to have control over them. Rather, the law was given to keep the Israelites in healthy relationship with God and prevent them from falling back into slavery again. While giving them these commandments, the Lord also gave them a prophecy of another deliverer like Moses. This prophecy was to, to be to come. Even though Moses was used by God to deliver the Hebrews, God knew in his divine foreknowledge that this was not the last time the Israelites would need to be delivered. Since God exists outside of space and time, he understood that Israel would continue to sin, turn to false gods, and fall back into slavery. Moses was a precursor and type of the ultimate deliverer who would deliver all people for all time. Of course, that deliverer would be Jesus Christ. He come to set the captive free. Amen. Sometimes I don't think about sin in that context. In my mind, I think about sin as something dirty, something I don't want to be a part of, and it's just dirty. But in a way, sin is more than that. Sin is trying, it's more like a spider web. It's trying to attach itself to you. I can walk outside around dirt and not get dirt on me. But sin is trying its best to stick to you. It's, it's wanting to attach itself to you, and that is the beginning of enslaving you in sin. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord for washing. Amen. A spiritual bathing, if you will. Amen. I don't know about you. You don't have to, we don't have to get into it, but I like to take a shower at least one time a day. If you're a five, five days before you shower, that's your own business, I guess. <laughs> I think the same is true as we try living for the Lord. I need to find that daily opportunity to spiritually take a shower. 
and make sure that it, I'm clean and pure and right before the Lord. The, the apostle Paul said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And maybe I haven't been wrathful, but there's a lot of things I don't need to let the sun go down on. On my sin or on my omission. Amen. Sometimes, I, I don't know, I, I felt that in my spirit this morning. Sometimes it's not something that I have done. It's something that I should have done and I didn't do. Sometimes there's some sins that we commit and there's some sins we just omit. Mm. I, I have told people before, thank the Lord for good training. And there's sometimes through life as a teenager, I found myself just going through the motions of good training. I knew what my parents expected. I knew how to stand up when I needed to and how to clap my hands when I needed to. I knew how to not say cuss words, and I knew how to not laugh at bad jokes. I knew how to do all that stuff, and that was great. That don't mean I was saved at all. That just means I had good training. And that's good. We need good training. I'm not knocking good training. That's good. But, Lord, I want a relationship with you. I just don't want to be trained. I want to have relationship with you, Lord. And I don't want to omit the things that I should be doing for you, Lord. Not just what I shouldn't do against you, but what should I be doing for you? Mm, help us, Lord. In Acts 3, 22 through 26, Peter preached a sermon confirming that Jesus Christ was indeed the prophet foretold in Deuteronomy 18, 15. However, deliverance Jesus offered through his death on the cross was greater than anything Moses ever did. This is why we no longer look to the law of Moses for salvation. Jesus offered a more complete salvation. Therefore, we are no longer bound by the law. The writer of John's gospel phrased it like this. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. John 1 and 17. The law was not sufficient to keep us out of slavery like the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. The, the grace Jesus offers is unmerited favor. That means I don't deserve it, but he gives it anyways. Unmerited favor. Although we deserve slavery, God has given us an opportunity to receive freedom. Truth refers to the reality and fact we can only experience ultimate truth in Jesus Christ. Biblical truth is not abstract concept, but the person of Jesus. Jesus is the way and the truth. Amen. He is our truth. Everything can be based on him. He's the backer, if you will. If you have a question, go to Jesus. He's the truth. If you have a doubt, if you're in fear, Jesus is the truth. He's the way. Amen. Amen. Everything is built on him. Grace and truth. Praise the Lord. Where would we be today without the grace of the Lord? Unmerited favor. Both the truth and grace that Jesus offers are freely available to us. 
But there's a problem. The problem is not availability, but the problem is our willingness to accept what Jesus is freely offering. There's plenty of salvation. Uh, we don't have a supply chain problem on salvation. We may not get anything from Amazon, but there's plenty of supply for salvation today. He is freely giving it. The problem is, do we want it? What is our willingness to accept this freely offered gift? Amen. As, as, as I've heard men of God open this word and, and tell me things in the word that I need to be doing, man, sometimes I'm, I don't know that I'm that willing. You ever just wanted to just, I don't want to hear that. That's requiring more of me than I'm really wanting to give. And I, 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 I'm good. I'm good. My triggers say I'm fine. And then the word just keeps pouring out, and I have a choice to make. Am I willing to accept it or not? Amen. Each and every one of us have that choice. Are we willing? Mm. We're able, but are we willing? We are only one choice away from salvation. We can choose today to receive the grace and truth that Jesus Christ is offering. We can repent of our sins, submit to the baptism in Jesus' name, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the signs, evidence of speaking in other tongues. By choosing salvation, we are choosing to receive the unmerited favor and blessings of the Lord and live an overcoming life in the higher reality that God desires for us. You may say, well, Justin, it seems strange that you are talking about this today, and we don't have just a barrel load of guests here that, that need to hear this salvation message, but I beg to differ. We all need to hear it again. We all need to be reminded again, because somehow along the way, I get entangled in sin again <clears throat> amen <clears throat> i get enslaved by sin again and i have to be reminded the lord is here for you if you will submit yourself uh, humble yourself to him uh, find a place of repentance uh, pray and worship god until you speak into that heavenly language again and Recommit your life back to him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't want the message to ever get old to me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That message is what saved me, and that message is will keep us today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When people still try to live by the Mosaic law, they submit themselves once again to Slavery. Paul said when people only live by the Old Testament, it is as if they were living with a veil draped over their hearts. Thankfully, the veil over one's heart does not have to be permanent. When sincere people turn their hearts over to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Taken away. 
Now, the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We talk about that in the context, and, and, and I have started off many church services with that very verse. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We, we've said that many times. I've said that, you've said that many times. But sometimes I think about that in this larger setting. And I think about the Lord being here, in here, and he is today, and there's liberty there. But I, I need to think about that more personal. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, if he's there, if he's living inside of my heart, there is liberty. That means if the Spirit is not there, I'm enslaved again. Amen. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Yes, the Lord can be here and the Lord can set the captives free, but that starts with me. Do I want to be free? It's easy to say, Brother Jace, you need some deliverance today. I hope you get it. But it needs to start with me. Lord, I need to be taken away from sin. God, forgive me. Lord, I want to make sure I'm right. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm walking in your liberty. So then I can help Brother Jace in whatever he's dealing with. Boy, it's sure hard to help someone when you're drowning. Please don't try to save me from drowning if you're drowning. I'll be better off by myself. But when you get to life, Ralph, then come get me. Amen. I want to sweep around my own porch, if you will, as the old timers used to say. I want to make sure that I'm walking in newness of life, in his liberty today. I don't want to ever get to the commonplace of the, of the gospel of the Lord. Lord, convict my heart again. Uh, let me hear it one more time. Let me check myself and make sure that I'm where I should be today. Amen. When we receive the Holy Ghost that was poured out on the day of Pentecost, we can experience the full liberty Christ desires for us. I want it all. Amen. I want it all today. Lord, I want to shake off the things that would, that would weigh me down, that entangle me. I want to get rid of all that stuff. And, and I want to walk in your full liberty today. Praise the Lord. Each one of us has an opportunity, opportunity today to choose Jesus and the life and freedom he offers. No longer must we be slaves to our situations. I'm going to say that again. No longer must we be slaves to our situations. That don't mean we won't go through situations, but I don't have to be enslaved by my situations. We can respond today and start the journey to receive all God desires for us. However, it is on us to respond. God is a gentleman and he will not force his grace and truth on anyone. He will wait patiently for us to choose him. Let's not delay. Let us choose him now while we have the chance. Amen. This is not a one-time choice. Praise the Lord. I choose you, Lord, today, and tomorrow I'll choose you again. 
And Tuesday, I'm going to choose you again. And Wednesday, I'm going to choose you again. And Thursday and Friday and next Monday, I'm going to recommit and remake that choice again. Uh, Things want to distract us and things want to come against us and situations in life happen. But Lord, even through it all, I choose you. Uh, Amen. Because slaves can be delivered. Uh, I'm glad we're living proof of that today. Slaves can be delivered. Praise the Lord. Can we stand this morning and just thank